I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Joining me now in studio from DKPittsburghSports.com, it's Serbian Reactionary Day on Kovacevic. Day on, we've been asking everybody this today. What record did you predict the Steelers would finish with? At season start, and uh, I, I guess it's it's too obvious to say Ben is the reason they've overachieved. But uh, what was your call in the preseason? I, I was hovering between eleven and five and twelve and four. Twelve and four struck me as a little too optimistic, and now it turns out it would be <laughs> pretty pessimistic because they'd have to have a losing record the rest of the way to achieve it. Um, well, this is this is a team that. I saw this defense as being able to sustain most of what it did in 2019 with the exception of the volume of takeaways. It's even coming close on the takeaways, and though. They're they, now, they lead the league. And they're now even getting there with a lot of bad teams uh, ahead still on the schedule here. Um, so it's entirely possible, Mark, that we will all have underestimated this team. You think about this, too. Find losses on the rest of the schedule. You know, you talk about Indianapolis, Buffalo. Um, well, it depends how important the games are to the Steelers down at the very end and who they rest and who mm-hmm. they don't. Although, if they get the bye, I'm not sure they can rest guys in Week 17. That would be resting people two weeks in a row, yeah. including the bye. It would be a good spot to be you're in, but ta- a tough you're, spot too. Yeah, and remember, there's two possible different versions of that bye. It's not just the bye if you finish first in the AFC, but there might be that Week 18 bye for a bunch of teams. Well, yeah, but if there's a Week 18 by, there won't be a by. They'll take eight teams right. from each conference. Right. So it's very likely the Steelers could be faced with a decision to play their starters mm-hmm. in meaningless games just so they're not totally rusty yeah. when they finally do play a yeah, playoff no, game. Yeah, no, I could see that. Honestly, Mark, when, when I think of the rest of this schedule, I, I don't think that much about the wins and losses. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to win the division. Starting with that, I just want to see them get better. Yeah, but they need they need, you know? they need they need to get the bye. Uh, I think I, I think you want to play Kansas City here. Period. Even though the home field doesn't mean that much, there's still an advantage. You want Kansas City to have to play an extra playoff game because the more Kansas City plays and you don't, yeah, the bigger chance there is they get upset. And while I think they are one of the two best teams in football, along with the Steelers, I don't think they're upset proof either. No, the Chiefs. The no, 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 no. Neither the Steelers nor the Chiefs are are that team. Um, the Chiefs have shown flaws over the course of this season. I think a lot of us have stuck in our heads, you know, A, obviously that they're the champions, and B, that they opened up with that demolishing of the Ravens that we all watched. And that's just going to stick in your head. The fact of the matter is, is the Chiefs have stepped back a little bit. Another team, though, you know, and I touched on them briefly, that's worth keeping an eye on is Buffalo. Um, they're also not a perfect team. But they're getting better, and their defense is starting to look like it did last year. Well, if you made me pick the team that's most likely to upset the Steelers in the regular season, and perhaps in the playoffs too, it would be Buffalo for the reasons you just described. Mm-hmm. And because Josh Allen is good, and he's also a hybrid quarterback, kind of like Lamar Jackson, yeah, 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 but yeah, different. Yeah. He's like he's like if a hybrid quarterback 
had the tendencies of a fullback <laughs> instead of a tailback he's like nuts. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's nuts. He's fun to watch. He's an awful lot of fun to watch. And I don't want to dismiss the Colts here either, mostly because their linebackers are playing out of their minds right now. I don't trust Phillip Rivers, though. That said, the Colts lost to the Jaguars. Yeah, and they might be the only team that does because <laughs> the, the Jags are they're, they're real bad. Now, now here's a, a, a bizarre question, but one worth asking. Would it do the Steelers some good to lose a game before too long? Do they really need the pressure of being 11-0 or 12-0? Because that's not the goal, but, but the hype will be unbearable at it, that point. It, it, it will. I'd like to think that the Steelers were reflected by Ben Roethlisberger's answer to us on that front today where he just said, I mean, this isn't the objective here isn't to be undefeated. The objective is to win the Super Bowl. And I can promise you that if they go 15-0 and and they go into Week 16 with a scenario that you just described and they can rest people, they'll rest people and lose the game. I mean, it's just not... But, but no, they won't rest people if they're, if they're not going to play in the first round. No, but you know what I'm saying, though. I gave you a hypothetical there, though. I'm just saying that that's not... The undefeated aspect no, no, isn't going to be... A, to them. But it will be made important on their behalf by increasingly the hype. so, yeah. And actually, to be honest with you, I'm a little surprised that that hype hasn't really happened. You know, nationally why? Because, because people don't see them as a juggernaut. They're nine and zero, but people don't see them as that type of team, even though the record says right now that they are. Well, they also don't have the drama aspect too. That's one, you know the reason that a team like Tampa Bay gets way more attention. Uh, than the Steelers is because they have Brady, they have Gronk, and everything else. That's not to say that the Steelers don't have star players, but the Bucks have had that whole drama aspect going all year. People long. are asking if we're wearing a mask on here. Of course we are. Yeah, yeah, that's what you got to do. Yeah, we're in the same studio. We came in the six. same studio. What kind of question is that? Uh, is it too early to talk about how the Steelers match up with Kansas City and how do they match up with Kansas City? Well. The reason that's tough for me to answer is that they haven't faced a quarterback anywhere near the caliber of Patrick Mahomes. And I say that primarily because Lamar Jackson is not the Lamar Jackson of 2019. So the Steelers haven't really faced that guy who's going to go out there and pick apart your defense and back off the blitz. You know what I'm talking about? That's that's going to be the biggest test for that defense. The Steelers have, on the other hand, faced very good defenses on defensive fronts and defenses that have Kansas done. Kansas City's defense ain't that good. No, no, no. But uh, what, that's what but, I'm saying but the here. Steelers so the Steelers got to possess the ball. They can't keep trading quick possessions with Mahomes, no matter how good the Steelers' defense is. And just getting back to that for a second, mm -hmm. and I, I've said this, you know, quite a bit. And you sort of alluded to it. The best way for the Steelers to play the Chiefs would be to drop seven and rush four, and they just won't do it. No. No, <laughs> although they've done it at times. But I don't mean, you agree that would be the best approach because that way you make Mahomes go through his reads and call upon his football IQ instead of calling on his athleticism and his reaction. Yeah, I, I, I think, though, you are you were right when you said they won't do that because they'll treat Mahomes the way they treated Lamar and they'll just make sure that they close off the run first coming in from the sides and the edges the way they did against Baltimore. Um, you know, if you're asking between Steelers and the Chiefs, the biggest difference is that they would not have faced somebody like Mahomes. Well, I think this. I said at season's beginning, if the Steelers played the Chiefs ten times, the Chiefs would win all ten. Now I'd be willing to give the Steelers three, which is a sizable leap. You know, one thing that people don't appreciate, I think, as much as the Steelers are being uh, applauded for their nine and zero record, is 
winning is a trait unto itself. It's a habit. Yes. The Steelers have found ways, even when they've played like crap, even in Dallas, to win. They're down 10 points, and they still did what they needed to do to pull that thing out. That is a trait. That is a sustainable trait. I'll give you an example. Remember when hmm? you played deck hockey for a team called the Baldwin Blitz? I do remember this. Do you, do Here you know, it comes. You, you, <laughs> I, I never lost to the Baldwin Blitz, and I played the Baldwin Blitz like 20 or 30 times. Oh, so is that true? Yes, that's very we, true. You know we that. were pretty good against everybody else. Yeah, not against the... Uh, but, but it followed me around like a puppy. It was oh, mostly team wow. Building. Now, uh, <laughs> a big question. We're talking to Dejan Kovacevic from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Do the Steelers have to run the ball better and more? Do they have to, and how do they do that? More is a no. Uh, better is an absolute yes. Well, what do you mean by 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 more is a no? Because they, I think, part of that comes with commitment. I think, I think execution yeah. you comes know with why? commitment. Because because I sat there and I broke down that film from that game on Sunday against the Bengals, and they were so terrible that you wouldn't even want to run on back-to-back plays, much less try it again and again and again. The run blocking was terrible, Mark. Uh, And it's not just one or two guys. Uh, David DeCastro is getting knocked back on every other snap. Marquise Pouncey isn't getting any push. Alejandro Villanueva isn't getting any push. Uh, It hasn't been pretty. They can't well, pull. Part, part of that's because they're often in a two-point stance out of the shotgun. Mm-hmm. They can't pull. Yeah, because they're doing those sidecar handoffs. And they uh, suck, too. And those are really bad. And then all this Matt Canada motion, as much as it's you know it, it comes with a good intention, if your offensive lineman, picture this in your head, gets pushed back a step, and you've got people going side to side and pulling, it's chaos. I can't tell you how many times I saw that in this video. Uh, it just it, they were just it, running it, into each it is, other. It is weird with the O line though, because they can really pass block and they really can't. Run and block. that matters more. That, that and that that that's important. You know. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, and Ben, ben would, got knocked ben down. Would rather throw too. We shouldn't underestimate that factor. No, no, we shouldn't. Uh, but they do need to run. They they need to be able to run. And the solution for that, I I really believe, is to just find a way to go forward. You know. Oh, uh, when they do run, they run too much to the outside. Mm-hmm. They with a running back who can't do it. They play away from what I believe is Connor's strength. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. So. I, I think it's maybe a bit more important than you think it is, and Tomlin thinks Mark, it's too. He he addressed it. Yeah, Mark, there's a play uh, in, in this game when I, when I was breaking this down where Cincinnati has a blitzing corner coming up the middle. Cornerback, 5'9", dude, right at Connor. He turns away and starts running to the left. Like, what are you doing? You realize what got you here? Uh, is Ben going to get any support for MVP? 
Now, I didn't say should be, should he rather. I said, will he? He won't. And the main reason is, is that the NFL's award for MVP isn't like the NHL's one where it's most valuable to your team. The, the old uh, reason that Taylor Hall won it with the New Jersey Devils a couple of years ago because he carried his team there. Ben is the most valuable player in the National Football League to his team. He's the Taylor Hall of the NFL. There's not even anybody else who is close. I believe that. Well, they went from 8-8 eight eight to 9-0. and oh. There you go. All that's happened here, all that's going to happen here the rest of the way is it's going to become a, a which quarterback has the best stats or which quarterback can stay the healthiest. Uh, if that's you know if that's Patrick Mahomes, if that's Russell Wilson, another guy that's starting to get some some mention for this and not not without cause is Kyler Murray uh, with the Cardinals and having the big splash that he did uh, over the weekend with that incredible play connecting to DeAndre Hopkins is only going to help. The other thing that's missing for Ben though, Mark. Is exactly that. Uh, he's not because he's not getting the yardage and he's not connecting on those bombs. He's not getting the highlights. You know, I mean, there was the one forty-six yarder with Deontay. Well, yeah, great but I, touchdown. I think the media is just never going to, you know, carry water for Ben ever. I, I right, think they've they been made comfortable. Up their minds a long time right, they they've been comfortable. Like they've been comfortable. Well, whether they like him or not, they've been comfortable with Ben as being number four or five in the league for a very, very long time behind Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and everybody else. And I, I don't know that that's going to change suddenly when he's 38 years old. Uh, let's let's take a, a detour to hockey for a second. You saw the Larry Brooks story yeah. that the NHL wants to renegotiate elements of the CBA with the Players Association and uh, take even a bigger chunk away from the players and defer it to the following three Octobers. And uh, Larry wrote, and Larry's given the hype, that if uh, the players don't give in, the season could be canceled. Uh, I think the players need to give in, and I'm normally a union guy, but I think with hockey not being able to sell tickets, if they want to start, there's got to be some movement that protects revenue for the owners because the owners lost money this past year. And I'm not saying that it's their obligation to be protected from losing money. But but by the same token, they have no obligation to start play right. if it's going to be a disaster. Well, Larry is and always has been really, really tight with the union itself. So you know oh, that no, I, I believe the, the information that's coming out is coming from the union as much as it is from Larry Brooks of the New York Post. Um, there's going to have to be some give and take. Uh, whatever The CBA that was signed very amicably, I might add, this past summer between well, because the players understood they, they needed to do it to play the season. But here's the thing, Dejan. But it's a five-year deal. Oh, I know. Okay, but if the NHL is immediately going back to the players and saying, hang on, we need a little bit more, um, there's going to have to be some give and take there. The, the good part is, is that their relationship is good. The bad part is there's still no solution for getting humans into arenas. And the NHL is not the NFL where they can still make money in empty arenas. Well, you see, I wouldn't start until the vaccine's widely distributed and you could sell all the tickets. When do you start then? You say uh, that, but when do you start? I've been saying for, for months now they shouldn't play again until October of 21. Well, okay. Now you're really eating a big chunk of change because now you're telling your networks, hey, you know what, don't worry about that. Don't pay us. Well, they have to be understanding. And, and you know, I guess that the deal supposed the network deal's up in 21, 
but I guess not playing a season would extend it a year. I think I'm not sure exactly uh, of the legalities. I don't know. I I, I know that there's going to be an urgency to find a way to play. The players are absolutely going to be in favor of playing. Larry wrote that in his story. They'd rather play all 82 and just extend it into the summer. The league wants nothing to do with that. They, they don't want to, and the networks don't want to uh, compete with the Olympics, specifically although, NBC. Yeah. Although I have dots that there will be Olympics too. Oh, I think there will. I, I, I you know, the, the, the only question well, the vaccine could get a foothold by that. The only, yeah, the only question about the Tokyo Olympics is is whether or not they'll have people inside. Uh, the IOC has made very clear they're going to compete one way or the other. Finally, Dejan, uh, why are less people watching sports on TV? Oh. Because the ratings took a mammoth hit. Everything's taking a nosedive in Everything. the TV ratings except the NFL. Everything. I asked I asked the readers. No, the NFL only had a 6% drop. Yeah, but I asked. And, and, that, and, and they also have, here's a great stat. Since the NFL season started, of the top 30 rated TV shows, mm -hmm. you know, episodes. Oh, they're all NFL. 26 are NFL Yeah, games. but that's true every year. Uh, the, the I've asked our readers this. You know, have you tuned out to some extent to sports? And I keep expecting them to say, no, 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 absolutely not. They have. Watching them is not the same, Mark. Did you see any of the Masters, you know, with no people? There's just, it, it lacks the, the, the drama of it. You know, you, you we talked about when the Stanley Cup playoffs were going on up in those bubbles, how weird it was. I mean, they're raising the Stanley Cup in front of no people, you know? Well, it's, when it, it's when not first, the same. It it's reality started, TV. It was novel, yeah, and now we see that it sucks. No, it it just sucks. There's there's nothing else to it, and people do find other things to do with their lives. I've heard a lot of people, including readers, uh, who who said to me, "Hey, you know, I really love your site and everything else, but huh, I'm sorry, I've just lost interest in sports. I'm I'm reading books now, or I'm doing gardening, or whatever, you know." Why did you mention I'm starting a new website that, that focuses on books and gardening? How about that? That's Dejan Kovacevic. I'm Mark Mann. It's not time to ask Mark anything.